So God, I thank you. <laughs> Father, I thank you that you promise that wherever we are, you are. And God, we thank you for what you want to do tonight. So Holy Spirit, I know we don't have to invite you because you're already here. But we do say you are welcome. And we do ask you to come even more and open the eyes of our heart. Open the ears to help us hear you, see you, and experience you. Because you are the reason we've came tonight. We love you, Jesus. Have your way. It's in your name we pray. guys came in here tonight. I think some of us came in with full hearts and some of us came in with heavy hearts. No matter how you came into the room tonight, Jesus is here. And Jesus changes everything. Changes everything. So would you just invite him? Would you just lift your voices and invite him? Jesus, we welcome you here. Jesus, we love you and we welcome you here. In a bigger way than we've experienced you before, God, we open ourselves to you. Because, God, you change everything. Thank you. Because when you walk into the room, everything changes. The darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring when you walk into the room every heart starts burning and nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you oh we worship you To the room, everything changes. The darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. And when you walk into the room, every heart starts burning. And nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you. Name the name. 
standing on you're more real than the wind in my lungs your thoughts define me cause you're inside me
ground I'm standing on And you're more real than This breath in my lungs Your thoughts define me Cause you're inside me you my reality. Thank you, Lord. Oh, let's just tell him one more time, Abba. And Abba, I belong to
And we met some amazing people. We had this one couple. They were from Paxton, which is like 45 minutes um, north, like by the time they drove to our house in Savoy. And they fought like cats and dogs every single time (laughs) on the way to group. And they'd come like really charged up at each other, but they were baby Christians. And it was amazing because they would like ask all these questions and they would fight and they would, 
I mean, like, I don't, that sounds kind of crazy, but they brought so much life and energy to our small group, and we love them, and we just, we got to know them, and we developed this relationship with them, and now we've known them for 10 years, and now she helps oversee our community life team. She's one of our pastors. Who knew that that was going to happen through these random small group connections? Like, that's how the Holy Spirit often works, that we meet these incredible people who we had no idea that this woman was going to become someone on our team who was going to impact so much of our culture. Right, and you're, you never know where, where those connections need to be made and, and, God, and how God's going to meet the needs that you have. Because, of course, as your leading group, you want to do this together. You want to find people that you can do it with. And there was, uh, there was another couple that one of the ways that Julie often found that we were inviting people is that God would just keep putting somebody in front of her, and that was the person she was supposed to invite to small group. Mm-hmm. And so we met this, a young family that had moved into the neighborhood, they'd been coming to church, or into, the, into, the, into Champaign, and they'd been coming to church for a short time. And same thing happened. They kept being in front of her, and so Julie made that invite. And, and lo and behold, as we partnered with them, as we, as we poured into them, we found them pouring back into us and pouring into others in the group. And they became the people that we actually, we, we started to partner with, and they co-hosted with us. Mm-hmm. And it was just an incredible opportunity to see how God used it, what, what our need was, and he used these, these ways, these God stops to get there. And you just never know how God's going to use it to interact. We had the opportunity to meet. We had a family member that came from that same couple that came and visited, and we, they came to the church. We had a chance to, to, to pray for them. It was a lot of fun. We actually had a chance to, I, I felt like God was saying, go talk to that person. And this was that family person. And he said, you know what? He gave me words for them. He said, what? he just gave me some words that were really powerful about where they'd been and where they were going. And through that, God just kind of continued to work in that relationship. And it became a relationship that just continues to bear fruit in our lives mm-hmm. until this day. And I love that God does that in our lives, that he grows us that he wants to work with us. He doesn't tell us always why mm-hmm. we're going to do something. Why? He just asks us to be obedient in the moment. Yeah. He doesn't say why we're in that person's life in that moment. But he just asks us to be obedient right then and there. Well, and you were talking too about like how sometimes like when we intersect with people's lives, like it's just a different part of the story. Yeah. And so um, that, and, and we get to participate. Isn't it awesome that we have a God who's so like interactive? Like this is an alive I just realized the irony of that statement. This is an alive relationship, like where he, he really wants to teach us. And I believe that he, he wants to call you to a fruitful life, but I also believe he wants to call this group to a fruitful ministry. I believe he wants to make this campus a fruitful campus. I believe he wants to make East Central Illinois a fruitful co- area and community. And so it, it is for us, it's for more than us. It starts with us, and then it, it, like, seeps out of us. And I just wanted to take a little bit of time to just talk about, like, what are things that kill the fruit? And, um, you know, Mike and I have made a lot of mistakes. Like, by the grace of God, things have kept moving forward. And so I just want to say, like, if you have found yourself in a place where you're like, I have made too many mistakes, you have not. You have not. God is so faithful, and he's so redeeming. But when I was thinking about what are things that kill fruitfulness in our life, these are just some of the things I thought of. Jealousy. Jealousy is so powerful. You know, and it, it really, it, it's tied in with self-pity, tied in with not understanding who we are in Jesus, and that Jesus has good things for each of our kids, but the more the enemy can keep us looking to the left and looking to the right, the less we can look up to see what he has to say. 
And so I just want to say that if you're struggling in an area of jealousy when it comes to watching the fruitfulness that plays out in, in, in others' lives, the Holy Spirit's here to bring freedom tonight, that you could stop feeling those feelings of jealousy. You know, I think another area is apathy. You know, we're just kind of, okay, fine, I'm just kind of going through the motions, I'm just at school, I'm getting my degree, I'm just here for a couple years, and then I'm going to pack my bags and go, stop. We really do believe that each of you was called here by God, and you've been obedient. You've already done the first step, right? You've been obedient to do these little things. You've been obedient to don't, don't discount that. And so if you're struggling with apathy, where you're just kind of like, eh, you know, it doesn't, the fruit doesn't necessarily matter. I can use that if you want me to. Are you going to turn me off? Okay. That's fine. I can, I can do this style. Okay. And then lastly, I just want to say the other thing that I think kills the fruit is just um, pain. And, you know, Mike and I have definitely pay, faced some pain. And when you're pastors and you're small group leaders, um, you're opening yourself up in a lot of vulnerable ways. And you're, you're, you're loving people who are hurting and people who are broken. And you're working through your own issues. And so sometimes those things get crossed. And I had the amazing opportunity to befriend a neighbor who was just in a really broken place in her life and in her marriage. And I watched her come back to, to, to know the Lord. And I got to baptize her. And they were in our small group. And it was this incredibly joyous relationship. She was one of my closest friends. Um, when there was a problem that happened and she decided to, to leave the church and go to a different church that was openly saying terrible things about our church and my parents in particular. And it was a really painful season for me. And I, I really didn't want to produce fruit. I wanted out of the story that I was in. And some of you are at this place where you're like, the pain feels so great. You're like, I don't care what the fruit is. Get me off this journey. And can I just say that the fruit that the Father produced during that pain, I believe is some of the most powerful and life-changing fruit that I've ever experienced. And it is not easy and it is not fun, but we all know what manure does to plants. I just want you to think about that. When you feel the pain that the, I believe the enemy sends our way, manure helps grow plants. And so that's one way I just want to encourage you that as you face pain, instead of saying to yourself, I can't do this, I don't care about the fruit that God wants to produce in me, I want a different story, just stop. Stop and ask the Holy Spirit to help give you the perspective that you need. Ask him, what's the simple step of obedience? And sometimes it was, Lord, help me not bump into her today when I go to Walmart. I mean, that's just the honest-to-God truth. That's some of the places that I was at, you know. And then he'll take you on this journey where he'll help you get over the hurt. And you know what? That, that what's, what's awesome now is I feel so much more freedom to just be who I am, to, to love the, the calling that God has on my life, and to let people come into my life and then release them to go where they're supposed to go. And that's a discipline, but it's been a good fruit that's been produced 
in my life. And I think remembering too, as you're pressing into that and you're thinking about those idea of jealousy and fear and some of those things you talked about. I know, I think maybe you guys went through a book called Slavery to Sonship or maybe your leadership did. But this idea of kind of this orphan spirit that kind of wants to attack. Mm-hmm. It wants to get us on the believes that the world is against us. That everybody else's gain is somehow taking away from me. And fundamentally, that's a belief of understanding who, is our, who, who are you really believing about our Father in heaven? And what are you understanding about that? Because the reality is, as we talk about this fruit that we get to produce here, fruit can also be produced out of those other places, out of jealousy, mm-hmm. out of fear, out of that orphan spirit. And that place where it wants to come, come out is it comes out in those relationships, and it tears family apart. Mm-hmm. That's the enemy's tactic against family is to bring that jealousy, to bring that fear, to bring that, that idea that somehow everybody else's gain takes away from me. Yeah. God's pie is not a finite pie. You know, when somebody takes a slice out, it doesn't mean that there's suddenly less for us. God's always got more. He's a God of abundance. Believe that he loves you. Believe that he's got good things from you. And believe that he's going to continue to put good things in front of you. You did not miss God. Mm-hmm. Don't believe that lie. Yeah. Well, the, the last thing we wanted to just say is that often that fruit and growth comes um, as we just interact and love each other. Mm-hmm. And so we want to just encourage you that the Holy Spirit wants to work in you and work through you. And my dad is famous for saying that we're blessed to be a blessing. That first things happen to us so that they can happen through us. And <laughs> I, I'm so before. thankful for that. I know you may have heard that before. I'm so thankful for that because, you know, I think, again, we just, we kind of live in a narcissistic society. We live in a place where we think about ourselves. And when, when we really think about the kingdom of God and we think about family in the kingdom of God, it really is about putting each other first. It goes back to those verses, you know, in John 15, verses 16 and 17, you know, that you didn't choose God, God chose you. And that really, as we, as we remain in his love and do what Jesus tells us to do, love one another, that he is going to empower us to have everything we ask for. That's what the Bible says. Isn't that just crazy? And so we know that fruitfulness comes just as we grow and we, and we do life together. Right. And as, as, as you're growing together, you know, what I love is that we rarely, as I said, we never really know what chapter we are in somebody's life. Sometimes we get to pers- be the person who's planting that seeds of initial relationship with the kingdom. Sometimes we get the one to be the, to walk people into the kingdom. We see the fruit of that seed. Sometimes you're just taking somebody from this point in their journey to this point in their journey. If you remember, I told that story of that couple that we met and that family member that came, that young man that came. Well, I had the privilege of, of getting to hire that young man as our college pastor last year. And I was not, I wasn't even in, I wasn't even in the ministry. I wasn't planning to be in the ministry. Actually, I was fighting God to be in the ministry. Whatever we were, had all those relationships that were happening. We continued to dialogue. We continued to talk. He came and spent a few months here, uh, and we spent a lot of time together that time. And he went away and, and went back to his thing. At that time, it was only after that that I, had to, that I even said yes to taking this job in the church. I was up to that point. I was small group leading, but I was in the business world. I spent 12 years there. I spent... 10 years right here in the University of Illinois Research Park working for some tech companies and a lot of startups. That's where I saw myself. I told God I would support Julie's ministry habit, and he told me later I have a few different plans for you. So I listened, and I said yes, but it was small steps along the way that got me and from so here to there. And so much fruit was produced in your life during that time. Like Absolutely. I just think all of the things that God put into him during that season. And so whatever season you are in right now, whether you're a freshman or you're a senior or you've graduated or you're a young adult, 
God wants to use this season to produce fruit in you because he, his plan is for a fruitful family that works together, that plays together. You know, one of the things that kills, like I said, is jealousy. And I felt like the Lord gave a word that families don't compete, they celebrate. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just want to say that you think this is amazing? This is the beginning. What God wants to do at this campus, in this, in this group of people, is he wants to put a fire that burns so deep in your heart to see a culture change, to see a town change, that people write about what happens at Champaign-Urbana at the University Amen. of Illinois. Amen. And two years ago, two years ago when we took this job and we had, you know, a transfer of, of our, our pastor left and, and then eventually Ryan came on within about six months. It did not look like this. And it, there was good things that God was doing in that. But God is, is always moving. He's always doing something new. And so I would just say this, that let your appetite be hungry for the fruit that God wants to produce. Don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied with where, where you're at. You're doing great. We're so proud of you. We really are. I don't say that like chidingly. We're so proud of you. We're so proud of this ministry. We're so proud of Ryan. We're so proud of all of the leaders. But don't believe for a second that this is where God wants to leave you. This isn't where God wants to leave you. Some of you are called to Fortune 500 companies. You're supposed to have supernatural solutions that will change the world for others. Others of you are going to be called to be um, at home with your kids because you're, you're raising world changers. You know, what we say at the Vineyard is that we want to change the world with Jesus. And it starts with you and I Mm -hmm. saying yes. It starts with us remaining in his love because apart from him, we can do nothing. So if you've been operating in your own strength, stop. And, And what you need to do is you need to ask the Holy Spirit for a fresh revelation of how you remain in him, how you have relationship with him. And then as Mike shared, we just... We're obedient. We're obedient in the small. You know, it can just, it, we, we, the world is just so glamorized right now because of social media and all of the access to YouTube and all that other stuff. It's not glamorous. It's not glamorous. There's a lot of manure. But there's a lot of fruit. There's a lot of fruit to be had. Do you want that fruit? Are you hungry for the fruit that God wants to so desperately produce in your heart and your life. Okay, I'm sorry. That was just off script, but you know. That's good. I love it. You know, I think it's important. Remember that you don't have to have all the right answers. You don't have to know everything to pray for someone, to love on someone, to serve someone. You don't have to. You just have to say yes to those opportunities, to those people. You know, you, you might have heard this phrase, I'm alive for such a time as this. Once or twice, I've heard like, it like an hour. One time. Once or twice oh, an hour. an hour, yeah. An hour, yeah. He's, he's, like a, he's like a parrot with an endless supply of crackers. It just keeps going. <laughs> just keeps going. But you know what? In, in all seriousness, maybe we should think of it like this. When that person comes along that God puts in front of you, are you alive for a person such as that? When that opportunity comes along, are you alive for such an opportunity as that? In reality, are you really alive for a family such as this? Is that why you're here? You got to know why are you here. You got to understand why you're going after it. Because we're all called to be part of a family. Because we need families to encourage us, to lift us up. Because we have to have people who are pouring into us even as we're pouring into them. Because we have to take care of ourselves just like we're taking care of the things that God puts in front of us, Mm -hmm. right? We want to have a family. 
Because if you're going to have family and you get in a situation that you need some help, you want a family that's going to back you up. If you're feeling down, you want a family that's going to pick you up. And if you're stepping out of God's will, you want a family that's going to call you up, right? And that's important because as we talk about those attitudes of how we go after it, you want a family that's calling up. Because whenever we see somebody in our family that's, going, that, that's stepping out of where God's best is for them, let me tell you what, calling out is generally not going to bring them back into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's not going to bring them back into relationship. We call each other up because that's who we are. That's what family means. Because you're not trying to tell them how wrong they are. You're trying to tell them how right they could be mm-hmm. and how much you love them and how much you want to be in relationship with them because that's united. That's a family that does it together. That's a family that's unified in their purpose. And we're going to end with that because, you know, unity, the topic of our message today. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, what we're going to do now is we're going to transition into a time of worship a little bit and then ministry. Um, We just, we want you to be encouraged. And so if, if you're feeling condemnation right now that, you know, you're not producing enough fruit or somehow you've done something wrong, We just want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit is here. He's here to to set you free. And we want to do some prophetic words and some other ministry. Okay, but we're going to sing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with me, (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw us on Facebook about a week ago after Fall Retreat, a bunch of people did Ryan sings. (laughs) And uh, a couple of them was like, all right, guys, this is going to be weird. But uh, because, you know, I always want to be asking, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And uh, Mike and Julie are very special people to me and all of us. But there's also someone else here. Am I? Oh, here we go. Back on. Uh, That's that's also very special. And uh, he's actually been around a lot longer than I have. And he's helped this college ministry um, in many different seasons. And I just want to call Jacob up real quick. Jacob, would you come up? Can you guys give him a round of applause? And uh, Jacob is not only a good friend, but he's Mike and Julie's assistant. And we kind of call him like the glue or the black belt of the church. He makes the church run behind the scenes. And, you know, um, Jacob is just such a servant's heart. There's so many times I'm in a jam or I'm stressed out, and he just just comes to the rescue, you know, so many times. (laughs) But... You know, like I met Mike back in the day, five, six years ago, I also met Jacob then. And he became a friend, and he was a leader in this ministry. Um, and, and, and I think the past two times, it was called Different Things, God Searching DNA. And he's just been so faithful. And, you know, a lot of times Jacob does so much behind the scenes. And I don't know, man. I just felt like the Lord said, like, you have a word to share with us and release with us. And uh, kind of like I'm going to put you on the spot. I so. So I'm, I'm just going to give Jacob the mic and uh, see what God says. But I really wanted to honor him and just uh, say, like, thank you for all your years of service in this college ministry and for helping make it what it is for so many times. So can you guys just give him a round of applause again? Well, thanks, Ryan. I had no idea this was happening. So we're just going to talk and see what comes out. At first, I just want to echo kind of what Mike and Julie said. You, you guys are, you don't know where you're going to be in two years. You know, two, three years ago, I had no idea I'd be helping Mike and Julie run the church, you know, behind the scenes, taking care of things. I was, uh, I was coming back from 
working with Robbie Dawkins and traveling with him. And I came back and just kind of started working in our IT department. And slowly it turned into this. So you don't know where you're going to be in a few years. And uh, it's actually so, I'm getting kind of choked up just looking out at this because when we were doing this ministry, there weren't this many people here and there weren't this, like, I don't know any of you really. And that's, that's encouraging to me because there's so many new faces here. And there's so many people who, you can touch so many lives. If everyone, uh, everyone in this room, what, there's six degrees of separation from each of us. If everyone touches the people in their lives, this ministry can touch so many people. So be alive for the, the people in your life. You don't, know, uh, you don't know who needs Jesus right now, so be alive for them. So yeah, that's what I have. Man. And, you know, guys, I just, like, feel on my heart. And, uh, you know, sometimes you go to church, and I've been a part of ministries, and they're like, you know, next week, invite your friends. You know, I invite five people, and that's good. Maybe our church doesn't really do that, but we just expect people to come but because uh, we have that faith. But, you know, I was just thinking as, as Julie and Mike were talking about family, and as Jacob just alluded to, you know, this would be a family, you know, whether it's just me, Leah, and, and Jesus. I know Leah's going to show up because she's going to sing. You know, Kate and David are probably going to come too. Whitney's going to come set up lights. So we're going to have a, a party whether this room's packed or not. But, you know, it, it wouldn't be as fun. It just wouldn't be as fun. And I even just think about last year, you know, um, the people that were here, and, and some of you are still here, and some graduated, but there are so many new faces that I just met at Fall Retreat, and I continue to meet tonight. I met, you know, five or six girls tonight for the first time, and, and I just want to say thank you for being a part of this family. And I would just ask you, like, to truly, like, pray this week, and ask the Lord, is there anyone, you know, in your dorms, in your classes that you want to invite? And hear my heart, that's not, like, so this ministry grows just to grow, but we want to make an impact on this campus. And, like, I think of, like, you know, the Eric's who, are, who I just got to know. And you, you guys are bringing guys. And now we're playing football together on Saturday mornings and hanging out. And 18 guys at small group last Wednesday, you know, that, that David and Jared and Gabe run, you know. And, and these girls' small groups. And I went to Abby Ann's and Whitney's small group on Friday that meet every Friday. And they just worship and pray together. And there was, like, 15 or 16 people there. And, like, guys, there's, there's, there's options and availabilities to just get plugged in. That's why we have small groups. That's why we try to hang out. You know, Ryan Tucker last night texted me, and, you know, within two hours, we gathered, like, 25 people to go to a movie. And it's just like, we just, we want to be family. We want to give you opportunities where you don't have to go to the bars. You don't have to go, um, you know, barn dances are fun. I like to dance. But, you know, you don't have to do these things that, you know, seem fun in the moment, but later you kind of regret. So we want to create a culture that just doesn't meet on Tuesday nights. But that is a family. But the reality is we need your help. We need your help. And we believe that you aren't just meant to come and receive. That's a part of the equation. But you're also meant to give. So will you help this be the family that you believe that it's meant to be? Ben, you want to hit those lights? We're going to go back into a time of worship. And we just love for you to stand and uh, just praise Jesus with us.
of solid gold, like a vow that is tested, your covenant of old, your love is enduring through the winter rain and beyond the horizon, with mercy for today, faithful you have been, faithful you
good family if we weren't there for each other. So we have a couple more songs. At this time, I just want to invite all the leaders to go in the back. And uh, if you're back there now and you're not one of the leaders, if you could just kind of make your way to a seat. So we, we want to be people that pray with you and that connect with you when you're struggling and you need an encouraging word, when you need to know that you're not alone. And in this time, we have a couple more songs, but I want to give the mic back to Mike and Julie as they have a couple more things to share. So one of the things we want to do is do something called prophetic words where uh, it's one of the gifts in the Bible that it is a word from what we believe is the Lord to encourage and uplift you. And basically how it happens is we're, we kind of are looking out and then we feel like the Lord highlights something and kind of gives us some encouragement for you. And in the vineyard, we love to say, throw some spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. And so sometimes the prophetic word will fall right off and it's not for you, but we want to be a place that practices um, hearing the Lord's voice. And so we want to do that. But just a couple of general words I've, I'm sensing. Some of you need some pruning. And I sense specifically there's some bad habits that the Holy Spirit wants to help you get rid of. And um, I don't want to be too prescriptive with the habits, but I, if that is you, that you know, like, to, in order, you're in a place where you need the Holy Spirit to, like, cut off some junk in your life, that leadership team has been trained to pray with confidentiality over any issue that you have. And so I believe that there's freedom for that. You know, we joked about the sex thing, but I believe that some of us are in bondage sexually, and I know that's a strong word, and that takes a lot of courage to admit that to someone. But there is freedom. And we want to encourage you that if that's an area you're struggling in, the Holy Spirit wants to bring a complete revelation of who he is and how he wants to empower you. And then if you're just like saying, I want to produce, I want my life to have more fruit. Like I just need a fresh dose of just encouragement in the ways that God is working. We want to pray for you. So those are just three general words that during the next songs, if you feel led, there's going to be a team back there who can pray. But I'm going to let Mike do a few words. I'll use, I'll use the handheld mic thing. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I just want to, I think, agree with, with Julie on a couple of things there, just that as, as far as some of those, those general words or those things we talk about. One of the things we talk about, uh, especially on our team, is as we do life together, that one of the most important things we want to do is assume the best in one another first. 
And it is a place of where, where I've seen where we can have the most hurt is when we're not assuming the best in one another. That we're assuming the worst. We're assuming the hurt is intentional. We're assuming the slight is always intentional. Assume the best first in your family. We work it out. We pray through it. And, you know, that's not to say that there aren't some places where, where people have, have caused some intentional hurt. But if we do that in our family, if we're assuming that about the people around us, that puts us in a place where we're always being subject to what we feel like is that, that place of offense that comes into us. Uh, just a couple of more specific words. I think when I was here last time, talk, you're in the back, Ryan, Tucker back there, if you guys know Ryan. I gave him a word. I didn't know Ryan at the time. I didn't know him. But I have seen in his life a series of consistent small choices. And Ryan, you are on fire right now. You are, I, I just look back and you were like, it was just, you, it was like you were literally on fire. And like, then I saw these like two torches you were carrying. You were just running through this field that was dry and it was just lighting up behind you. And what I feel like is that's this place of, you have a place right now in you that you're giving it away. Because what God has put into him, he's, get, he's able to give away. So if you're feeling like, I need a fresh fire right now, I just need some recharge, get with that guy right back there and pray. Yeah, and Ryan, I feel like the Father says that man doesn't give favor, he gives favor. And so the doors that man has closed in your face, God's going to open supernaturally. And so we just release the favor of the Father on you that you can, you can feel freedom. Ryan, to be exactly who God's called you to be. There is no fear. Where fear or doubt about who you are or the call, the call that God has in your life has, has been coming, we just we break off that fear right now in Jesus' name. The call on your life is so big and so good. And Ryan, I just felt too, one other thing, there's sometimes we can get caught in a feeling. God says, remember that where you're at now is because you made choices. And when that feeling is gone, when those feelings don't feel like they're there, the emotion, you can still make the choice. God did not leave you. He will never forsake you. He can make that choice. Um, over here, you got the white, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know. What's your name? Courtney. So, Courtney, I just saw that God is doing something in healing in you. Uh, I feel like it's almost an emotional thing that God's doing, that he's just bringing into you, that there's just this place that's felt like it's been kind of coming up against the struggle. And God has said, I got this. I see you. I see you, and I love you, and I'm for you because you're my daughter. And I'm going to bring that place of healing that's felt like it's kind of been impossible for a little while. And he's bringing, the, he's bringing breakthrough to it. So he loves you. He knows you. I encourage you to get some prayer tonight because God wants to move tonight, okay? Um, you and the, the white, sorry, or the blonde here. I don't know your name yet. Yeah, you. Yeah, what's your name? I'm sorry, what? Jamie, okay. There's just, there's, I got the word uh, gentleness that, that the Father was just speaking over you. You have a gentle spirit. You have a spirit in you that's actually God is using to bring others into the kingdom in a very natural way. And he wants to see you in a deeper relationship. He wants to see you press into him because he loves you so much. There is just like, I just see God just smiling as he thinks about just wanting to do more relationship with you and wanting to go deeper with you. That he has a real call on your life. It's real. It's powerful, and what he's doing in you and what he wants to do through you is really incredible. So don't discount those things and those thoughts that run through your head. Sometimes God speaks to you really powerfully, and he's going to take you into another whole other level of speaking to you, and as Lorraine loves to say, speaking to you so that you can speak through you, okay? All right. Um, 
you're standing up, you're taller, you're a guy. Yes, look, the C parted. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Jake. Jake. I, I, I felt like um, that there's a prophetic gift in you to do what Mike and I are doing right now. Um, and I feel like the Holy Spirit actually talks to you a lot, but you've been wondering, is it his voice that you've been hearing? And I saw that he's calling you to be an influencer among influencers. And I believe that he's going to put you in a position where you are going to be able to really affect the culture around you, especially like in your relationships where you live and in the department, the field that God's called you to. And so I just, I speak the word courage over you because I think that there's kind of some like trepidation on, have I heard the Lord? Is this like, do I really get to do this? And I just feel like the Lord said to you, Jake, everybody gets to play, you included. And so I just encourage and bless what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you and through you as he speaks to you. And it's, it's going to be fun and it's going to be scary. And I, I sense a gift of accuracy coming over you that you're going to know like specific details about people and it's going to like totally freak them out. It's going to be awesome. Kendra. I feel like the Holy Spirit really wants to give you a gift of healing. You believe in healing, but I feel like he's, he's saying to you, I want you to risk it. I want you to believe, to believe, to believe to the bottom of my core that I heal and I heal and I heal. And so we just release that gift of faith in you. You have faith like a child. And I believe that I know you're called into the nursing field, Kendra, but you are actually to be a healer of the wounded. And so, Father, we commission her. We thank you that you call people into all fields. So we thank you that she is a healer in, 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 the, in the nursing field. And I just pray for a boldness like she's never known and a tenacity to go after it. I see you like John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard, was fond of saying, you know, Pray for 100 people and then tell me if someone's been healed. And I felt like God is asking you to write down the people that you pray for and if, any, if anyone like experienced any healing or not because um, he wants to show you that he's, that he's faithful. And then Brad Hart. <laughs> Hi, Julie Yoder. Hey. You know, Brad, I just feel like um, there's a season of freedom for you. I, I, I sense that like there's there was a season where you really just had you had to do things for your family. You had to do things to just be like a responsible adult. And I sense that the fruit that God has borne in you these last few years is is so good and so juicy. And I just I see just this incredible amount of freedom that you could move in the creative gifts that God's given you at higher and higher levels. And so I just, I bless what the Holy Spirit has, the fruit that he has borne in you. And you have gone through pruning, Brad. And I feel the Father saying that he's putting the shears away and that when you're pruned, I just see these beautiful buds coming and forming over you and your family. And so Father, we thank you for the gifts that you've put into Brad in this season. And we just now just, just come more, Lord, and, and just bring, bring every fruit that you've, every seed that you've planted now bring to maturity. Tyler, um, yeah, scared him, scared him. So Tyler, I felt like there's like, there's, there's a place in your life where you felt like there's kind of been a crack in the foundation and you've kind of felt like you've, you've lived over it, you're, you're getting over it, but you're always like, I'm, I'm just standing on a crack foundation, but I'll get over it. God said, no, look down. 
that there is no crack in that foundation. What I have made in you is whole, it's complete, and it's powerful. That who you are is not overcoming something that, that, was, that might have been broken or might have been cracked. It's been made whole, it's been made complete, it's been made perfect. And that's how you can live out of that place because that's what God's done in your life, Tyler. And it's amazing. And I'm sorry, what's your name? Crystal. I don't know why, I, so I kept getting the word feeling overlooked. And God said, I do not overlook you. I do not overlook the gifts that he has in you. He does not overlook his daughter. He loves you incredibly powerfully. That he does not, he sees everything and he wants to see everything. He wants to walk with you. Because the giftings that he has in you, they can't be overlooked. There are some powerful giftings in you that are going to move mountains in the kingdom. And you are going to, you're willing, if you're willing to step into those places, he will step into those places with you. He will not overlook you. You will not be overlooked in that place. Okay? Does that make sense? Good. Jim. And then just one more general word. Um, some of you right now are like, oh, man, I really hope they pick me. Others of you are like, oh, man, I really hope they don't pick me. And, like, when you feel that, like, Lord, pick me. Say something to me. The Lord's message to you is that he has no favorites. He has no favorites. He loves you all. He has good things for you all. He has good fruit for you all. And let us lay hands on you in the back. I'm going to go back there. Um, Mike's going to stay up here. If you want prayer, um, my bedtime's really soon, so come on back. <laughs> all right. Uh, one last word. Sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot your name. I know what you, you tell me your name. Jake. Jake, yes. Jake, I think I may have given you this word before. There is so much leadership that's on your life. There is, there is a serious amount of leadership that you you need to step into and that you're going to step into. I think I might have given you this word before, but I saw a captain on you. It's part of who is in you. And it might be, and I think it's part of what you're in in your, in your football season, but it's part of who God has gifted you to be far beyond your football days. That's who God has called you to be. You are a leader who is going to take others forward. You're going to break ground in the kingdom. That's who you are because you will take others with you. You will lift them up when they need to be lifted up. You'll take them forward when they need to be. You'll inspire them when they need to be inspired. But don't be afraid to step into that place in your life. There is so much leadership that's on your life. I'm going to read one more thing, and then we're going to go back to worship. I kind of felt like, sorry, I'm going to pull this up. Uh, this is the last thing, and then we'll, we'll jump into some worship. Julie kind of shared that fruit of the Spirit, and I had had something that I didn't end up sharing in the talk, and I just kind of felt like God wanted to speak this over you. I, I, this was something as... Uh, we were talking about fruit of the spirit actually with my with our staff, and I felt like God spoke this to me about what does the fruit of the spirit mean? Because if we, if you've been in the church a long time, you've probably heard this a lot of different times. And so this is what I felt like God said, because of course the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. But what does that really mean? And He said, love allows us to see the Father's heart for ourselves and others. It aligns us with the joy that the Father takes in relationship with us. His love and joy brings peace when the enemy would only bring us storms. Peace allows us to have patience when our breakthrough hasn't happened yet. And kindness is the ability to extend grace when others haven't experienced their breakthrough yet either. Goodness is choosing to bring God's kingdom principles to earth. Faithfulness empowers us to actually walk it out. Gentleness breaks down the walls that others have put between us. And self-control makes sure that we aren't putting up any more walls ourselves. So we're going to go into some worship. I just, just meditate. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So uh, 
Yeah, I just feel like there's like a thin moment right now. And Mike, you stay up here because we, we actually haven't done this in a, a very long time. But I feel like the Lord just like whispered that there's someone or maybe a couple people that want to give their life to Jesus tonight for the very first time. And like, and, and I don't know if that's so, if, if, if you're here and like, but if that's you and if that is you, because your, your heart's probably beating out of your chest right now, and I just want to say that I've been that person, and it's the best decision that you'll ever make in your life. And I promise that life it will still have its ups and downs, but there will be a hope, there will be a power, there will be a love that transforms your life from the inside out where you'll never be the same. That's why we're having baptisms this week, because we celebrate what the Lord's doing. So I just ask you, if that's you, would you just have the courage to stick up your hand? Jesus. It's okay. You don't need to be afraid, I promise. Sometimes I hear from God wrong, but I don't think tonight's that night. I do think there's someone in here. hey, if that's you, just please come and talk to me because I just want to pray for you. Um, I'll, I'll be in the back. Uh, just don't leave this place if that's you because I promise it'll be the best decision and best yes that you'll ever say in your life. And if, if that is you and you're afraid to talk to me tonight, come Sunday morning, 11 o'clock at church because literally <laughs> I'm going to be up there and I'm going to get to pray for people who want to ask Jesus in their life for the very first time and even if that's you then you might you can get baptized there's like six or eight of us right now who plan to get baptized but I believe there's many more in this room that will get baptized on Sunday and it'll be one of the best celebration and parties of your life yeah you got something David as Ryan was speaking about how God is just inviting someone to start a relationship. The Lord reminded me of this, uh, this truth that Jesus spoke about in the Bible and how like he is a shepherd. And in this story, it talks about how a shepherd watches over sheep and takes care and loves them and earnestly just really lives life and like cares for them with a heart that protects, that serves, that invest. And in this time where one sheep gets lost, one sheep goes out, one sheep is uh, uh, astray, and the shepherd actually leaves 99 sheep. He leaves all the sheep to go look for this one. His heart is burdened and broken looking for his sheep, his loved one. And I feel like tonight is a night where he is inviting someone who feels lost. And he's like, you're not lost. I've been searching for you for your whole life. I've been waiting for your whole life to come to me. And he's just inviting a beautiful moment where you just give his, your heart to him because he's already given his whole heart to you. He leaves 99 sheep to look for this one. He's been looking for you. And I guarantee, just as Ryan said, <laughs> it's the best decision of your entire life. It shifts everything. It's changed my life. And I would probably be dead if I didn't accept Jesus Christ in my life. That's the truth. I was living crazy. But he took me in as that lost sheep. He loved me and protected me and he showed me what it meant to be a loved 
loved, loved son. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just going to take a risk um, and ask again. Is there, is that, are you that person? Yeah, man. Yeah, give a round of applause. Can you come up here? Man. Man, is there, is there anyone else? Is there more? I just encourage you to come up if there is. I just want to say a simple prayer for you. I promise. I know it's scary. I know it's feeling afraid, but I promise the Lord will move in a way that, that as soon as you step forward, that fear will be gone. Is there anyone else? We're going to go back in a time of worship. There's people out there praying, and we just love to pray for you right now. Thank you guys so much. We do want to just say, it, it's, I know it's 10 o'clock. Uh, we want to honor your time. You are free to leave if you need to. There's refreshments and snacks in the back. But, hey, the band's going to stay. We're going to worship for 15 or 20 more minutes, so you're welcome to stay. But thank you so much for coming out. Please come out this Sunday, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. My 
melody and you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone cause I'm no longer a slave to fear cause I am a child of God cause I'm no longer a slave to fear for I am a child
Jesus, um, thank you for meeting us here tonight. Your presence is so tangible in this room, and we just thank you for that, for how personal you come um, and just touch each of our hearts, how you know exactly what we need before we even know we need it. Yeah, Jesus, I just ask that you increase our patience um, and our faith to believe in you, to believe the fruits that you're growing in our lives before we even see them, before we even know that maybe they're planted. Maybe we don't even know that. Um, but yeah, I just ask that you come and you show us a whole new way to see our situations, um, to see our day-to-day -day lives, to see the people around us. Let us just begin to see them um, through your eyes, with your heart, with your love for all the people around us. Um, yeah, and Jesus, I just thank you for this family that we're not just a family that says we're a family, we're a family that acts like we're a family. Um, and so I thank you for all you guys for coming out tonight, um, for being the amazing people of God that you are. That concludes our service. You guys are released to go. Thank you so much for coming. Um, and we will see you guys soon. Have an awesome night. Thank you.